welcome to another Inside the Studio with Steadfast Collective. I'm Pete Heslop. And I'm Dan Jones. And we are making weekly videos chatting to you about what it's like to run a digital product studio. So today we are chatting about things we wish we knew when we started Steadfast. I sure are. So let's just jump straight into it. So we started Steadfast four and a half years ago. Um, so it's coming up to our fifth birthday. So we've been through the ropes a little bit. Um, and yeah, these are three things that we've kind of are now doing, which we wish we did from day one. Yeah. It would have made our lives a lot easier. Definitely. So Dan, what's the, what's the big main one? So the biggest one I think is the statement of works, which we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that is, is it's a, basically a ledger of what we're going to deliver for a client, um, when it's going to be delivered and how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. So before we'd obviously give quotes and um, sort of send that across, but having a really clear document that's signed by the client and that has had sort of all of the stakeholders, so the developers and the client sort of look over it mm-hmm. and uh, agree to it, it gives a really clear scope and outline to each project. Yeah. Um, and that's come in massively handy to make sure that we're delivering what we say we're going to deliver mm-hmm. um, and not having a load of extra work put on ourselves mm-hmm. and also um, not missing features that we'd agreed that we would do. Um, and I think it's helped helped both ways. Um, and it's also really helped to make the team really sit down and, and think about the project before we necessarily agree. Yeah everything for sure and we worked really closely with our solicitors who are hybrid legal based in Southampton we work really closely with them on this um, and it's one of those questions that when you're chatting to other agency owners comes up quite often is how do you do your legal process yeah. so for us like you said we have the statement of work which is kind of based on either a one-off project or an ongoing retainer yeah. we then also have a something called an MSA so a master services agreement so that's our big long documents which basically says who has what IP, how do we work? Like basically all the legal yeah. nuts and bolts. You get that signed at the beginning and then second comes the statement of work and we have one of them for each project. Doesn't matter how big, how small. Yeah. Um, and what I really like about it is there's a there's a field in there. So you fill it in every time. And one of the fields literally says excluded. So you can be really clear. So we can say to them, no, we don't provide content or for yeah. this project or we are not doing content input for this project. And it's so black and white about what we do and what we don't do that hopefully it's not that we can then get out of helping the client. It's so that the client understands what they're paying for, essentially. Yeah, and it, like the scoping is massively important because sometimes they expect that they've paid a very small amount just to get some development work and then they suddenly expect that you're then going to do the hosting, you're going to set up all the servers, you're going to transfer all their website across, all their data across, when they might not necessarily have paid for that. And it also means that um, like our team can sit down and think about what we actually need to talk about and if there's other services we need to offer, yeah. um, we can make sure that the client's aware of that and that they know that they're going to need that. It's very clear-cut. It's very clear cut. Yeah. So then rolling on to our number two from that, I guess, is when we were looking at our process thing, what we have started to do now is actually write those processes down. Yeah. Um, and that can be as simple as once a client inquires, add them to HubSpot. And we literally yeah. have a flow diagram where it goes through each of the phases of the project. And for us, that's important for a few things. First of all, it gives us um, a good idea of where we are on a project yep. so at any point somebody can go where are we at on that project and we can go okay I understand you can literally point at the diagram and you understand yep. um, but also it gives you a good understanding of where you can make improvements and when you then bring in new members of staff it's really clear for them how we do things yeah so that's something I think when we've hired new people it's now really come become clear that 
these processes need to be more detailed mm. and um as a team it it makes sure that everyone's aware of what everyone else is doing and where things are yeah um and it really helps sort of reiterate um not only to us as well but we can also say along to the client we're at this stage this mm-hmm. is what's next this is what we're expecting to do and this is when we would expect it to be sort yeah. of done definitely um and that it goes both ways again and it's it's not just about making the processes clear for ourselves it's about making the processes clear for our clients as yeah, well yeah yeah a, a a good um example would be that on the design process there's a point that before it uh, a design reaches the project manager to then pass on to the client it must go via the developer who's building that yeah because um it's bit us before and it shouldn't do because we should have learned this by now but it's when a des- a developer kind of comes to a design and they go that menu's crazy and the budget does not allow for that yeah and it's just bringing people in at an earlier stage where when it's written down in a you know in that this is how we work kind of workflow you don't miss those steps where before you know you're really busy you're hectic you need to get out to the client as quick as possible it's easy to miss something like that and now we hopefully don't yeah it's it's been super handy on that side of things because there are some bits that are really easy to do in design that are just incredibly technically difficult. Yeah. Um, and the better designs we're doing, the more we're having to think about uh, the cost of the design and the time available to do that design. Yes. And having all of those stakeholders, again, at each phase where we're going through the process, um, it makes it really clear and it makes us be able to catch bits where we can necessarily like maybe offer an alternative solution mm-hmm. or or something like that um, earlier on and, and catch yeah. those things before they go out. Yeah. So we're finding having a, a, a kind of workflow written down, um, having the process written down really important for us. It's yeah. Been, it's been good. Um, and then what's, what's third? What's our final point, Dan? So that one would be making a bit of noise. Yeah. Um, so you may have noticed that we're doing videos at the mm. moment. Um, but yeah, also on social media, trying to put more content out, mm-hmm. um, trying to share more of our ideas. Um, and just generally putting more things out into the world as a studio. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the dev team have been working on packages. Yeah. Um, Sarah's been working on putting out our designs mm-hmm. um, on different sort of design areas. Um, and we're trying to obviously share some of the insights that we've learned as a studio. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really important both for us as a studio. It helps us develop those ideas and really sort of um, internalize them but also help other studios and other people who are looking to start studios because it can help them avoid some of the mistakes that we might have made or yeah. um, just get some tips on how to do it better. Yeah. And and with the Making Noise one, that's something we wish we started earlier and I don't think we were bold enough in what we were doing. I don't think we were bold enough in being a small studio. There's nothing wrong with being small and really good. That's, yeah. that's a completely legitimate uh, angle to take and um, what we're finding is in the last six 12 months as we've been kind of ramping up this noisiness um is people will say to me oh you're very busy on linkedin at the moment or yeah. i'll be at an event and they'll say oh the video you did and people will talk to me about content i've produced and they've watched they've got to like minute 12 of it and they're talking to me about points which are way down the video yeah and for me i'm finding that the content we are producing is going very deep with people and people are often returning to watch the next thing or yeah. read the next thing. Um, and that's building those, those conversations. It's, it's almost like when you follow a, you know, somebody on Twitter, 
and then you meet them in real life, it's almost like you know them. Yeah. So when you meet someone at like um, Laravel Live and you meet them for the first time, you can have that connection like you already know them. Yeah, and that's really true. And we're finding that by putting a face to the content we're doing and the writing we're doing and so on and so on, people have this good picture of what we are and what we do um, before they even meet us. And that's a great place to be for us. Yeah, I mean, I've met people recently, um, other agency owners, I've gone there and I've met them. And they've known who I am and what I do before I've ever met them personally. Yeah. And it's been like, oh, you know who I am. Mm-hmm. This is really weird. But yeah. This is great because now I feel like the ice is broken. Yeah. I can just talk to you. You know where I'm at. You know what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes things really easy. It does. Uh, especially in such a small community. Well, yeah. It's not even a small community, but in, in quite a tight knit community. It, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, it, it comes in really handy. Yeah. So to wrap up, we've got the three points we things we wish we started at the beginning. The yeah. first one is having statement of work and like a really good legal process in yeah. place at the beginning. That would have saved us a lot of time and money. Um, number two is kind of knowing and writing down your process so the whole team knows it. Um, it's no good just being in the head of one person. It needs to be down on paper. It needs to be out to the team. Yeah. Um, and the third one is make noise from the start. Like if you're a freelancer going for it, be proud about that fact. If you're a you know, corporate, go after that. But... You know, make noise, be busy, um, be out and about and be doing stuff because yeah. nothing worse than seeing kind of an inactive, dormant company. You want to give it some life. You just want to like get on it and get doing it. Yeah. So the one thing I'd say to everyone is um, if you're running an agency, starting, starting thinking thinking of starting an agency, um, get in and, and get doing these things straight away. Yeah. They will help you in the long run, um, as we found. And it just makes things easier. For sure. Um, definitely and if you've got any ideas share them with us because there's definitely some stuff that we can improve on I'm sure and we'd yeah. love to get some tips too definitely so um, hope you enjoyed the video don't forget to subscribe on YouTube just search Steadfast Collective find us on your favourite podcast app or Spotify for the audio and um, we'll see you next week yeah cheers guys cheers cheers